three. Alley-oop. Jalen Moore from the rafters. Bam. Drives it right into the paint. Stop. Fade away. Too hard. Rebound. Sora. Seven seconds. Plenty of time. Throw ahead. Darthard. Open three. Got it. Latrade Darthard. And we're at halftime. Use hand. High to Northweather. Around to Sorez. Sorez drive to the rim. Got it. And one. There's Waldo. Missed it. Garrison's got it, but you can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the bar. The Sooners take Bedlam round one. Final score tonight in Norman. Oklahoma 66 and Oklahoma State 62. Victory! that sooner magic now baby where's that sooner magic now and they stay there and they say yeah and they say there where's that sooner magic now baby well i guess it didn't exactly take sooner magic to win the hoops contest on saturday uh we got it done wasn't purdy but we got it done. Needed the win. Uh, puts us in a pretty good spot as we set in about middle of the road in the Big 12 standings. Got a winning record in conference right now, which is not an easy thing to accomplish. So uh, do you feel great about it? No, you don't feel great about it. But feel good about it. Well, it was one of the more, it was one of the more important weeks in conference play. It was not the most difficult, far from it. But I think that's also why it was one of the more important weeks because you had lost two home games against Tech and Texas in the same week a couple of weeks ago. You needed to win both of your home games against BYU and Oklahoma State. The BYU win, with where they're at in the net ratings, is a really good win. It was a great opportunity. Oklahoma State was just one of those you had to have at home. So the toughest week, absolutely not. One of the more important weeks, I think you can make that argument, and they win both the games. Now they're over 600, or excuse me, over 500 in uh, conference play and an 18-6 on the year. Back in the top 25, like, you're, you're in a good spot right now. You, and you're allowed to still be, you know, not totally sold on this team and know that they have some flaws, and they do have some flaws. But if you just want to look at it in terms of the spot that they're at based on preseason expectations – 18-6 and six and in the top 25 at this point in the year. It's pretty right. good, man. Yeah, pretty good. And I think because of the hot start, what were they like, 10, 11, 12, and 0 or something like that, playing that big North Carolina game, got yeah. ranked as high as number seven in the country. I think because of that, the expectations kind of outpaced maybe where the actual team was. Sure. And – it took a little bit to come back down. And, you know, they kicked off the conference play with that really nice win over a good Iowa State team at home, 71-63. And I think the feeling was, okay, we, we got something here with this basketball team. And, you know, we came back to the pack a little bit, which, you know, is fine. But I'm, I'm kind of still tend to believe that we got a pretty good basketball team. And we've won – what we've we've won five out of the last eight so you know at times when it felt like the stretch was really bad the tech game 
is the one that was disappointing where you feel like you should have won that game. Texas. You don't feel like I, you let one slip away, but, I mean, right. it, it was just more frustrating and embarrassing more than anything. Exactly. You weren't ever really in that one. So, But, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're in a good spot. Now, the last the last uh, round of games they've got here, the last seven games, are really tough. Four of them are against essentially top ten teams. Yep. Baylor's 12, so they're out stretch, of the- Didn't it feel like it's their toughest stretch of the season coming up? Oh, my gosh. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, Baylor on the road against number 12, Baylor's really tough. Number six, Kansas is coming to town. you got to go on the road to Iowa State that's number 10, number three, Houston coming to town, and then have to go on the road to Texas. So, uh, And then, you know, obviously a Bedlam road game, um, you know, which you just slid past them at home. I know what their record says, but. You know, that's going to be another dogfight, I imagine. So OU's won back-to-back games. They play yeah. at Baylor tomorrow. You know what that means, right? We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. <laughs> so let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. I agree, Lou Brown. Uh, things are about to turn around for us. When tomorrow it is called a winning streak. And I think it has checks. Yes, it has happened before. It has. The last time we had a winning streak was when we beat Central Arkansas, Monmouth, and then Iowa State to open up conference play. Ah, the golden days. Three straight. Miss mm, them already. Mm, mm. We haven't lost three straight, though. That's good. We don't yeah. have a losing streak. I, I definitely thought that that was going to happen at a couple of points this year, for sure. <laughs> no, look, I, and I'll go back. Like They're in a good spot. The, the toughest stretch of the season's coming up. It felt good to get that home win on Saturday, but let's also call it how it is. They're going to have to play a lot better than what they did on Saturday if they're going to navigate through this tough stretch. Like they, they won the game, but there were some stretches of pretty bad basketball for this team on Saturday nights. What were the yeah. turnover numbers? Uh, Twelve turnovers you had to their six. Yeah, that's that's not going to cut it. And the yeah. free throw shooting is just so hot and cold. It's I don't know what else to say other than it's got to be better, but it, it that has to be better. McCollum, man, he's he had another ice cold game. He hit some foul shots late, made all four of his free throws, but one of seven. It just felt like another one of those. And they actually won this time, so it is a little different. But it did feel very similar to the great crowds that we've seen at times over the past two years. And for whatever reason, they just don't play their best. And that that happened again on Saturday. Luckily, they were playing what I think is the worst team in the conference. They weren't good enough to take advantage of that. What do you see going on with McCollum? Oh, just lack of confidence right now. Not getting open. Not getting as many good looks as he needs. I... I think confidence at this point is playing a major factor in that. Yeah. But also just not setting up easy shots for himself. He is like he is hot and cold, man. Going back to Tech cuz this just brings up his last 5 games. Ice cold against Tech. 18% 7 points. Uh bounce back game against Kansas State in a win. Uh 46% 21 points. 
Ice cold against UCF in a loss on the road. Shot 20% only eight points. Bounce back with a nice performance in the win against BYU. 45% and 20 points. And then ice cold against Oklahoma State. 14% and seven points. It's like every other game right now. It's wild. Yeah. I, I will give you a positive of things from this past week. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that they were 2-0 and and... Red Solo Cup was awesome when they played it on Saturday night. Maybe we have a, a new tradition on our hands. But OU has played two consecutive games, and in both halves, I, I think they've really stepped it up on the defensive end in, yeah. in their past two games. Now, maybe you can just credit that in the Bedlam game on Saturday to Oklahoma State not being very good, but they only scored 62 points. What did they shoot from the field? It was really low. 30%, 30% from the yeah. field, 3 of 18 from 3. And then BYU, who is a good offensive team, a really good offensive team, shot just 35% from the field on Tuesday night. So the defense, I don't think that we were talking about it enough when they're losing games to UCF or to Texas or to Texas Tech. The defense really started to fall off. Felt like that picked up quite a bit this past week. But this is what is – and I don't, I'm not trying to dump cold water on what you're saying. But – but we were playing – it just doesn't add up. We are playing the worst team in the conference at home. They shot 30%, 16% from three, and like – You're in a fight to win it? We're in a fight to win it at the end. Yeah, well, it's because the offense wasn't – I'm just – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, I but, hear you. But even the offense, we shot 40% from three, made almost like 39.1, made nine threes. And I, I don't, it's just it's yeah, crazy. What, what did you do with those other turnovers, though? I feel like you were yeah. dri- dribbling off their leg at times for some cheap turnovers. Yeah, no, that's true. Just uh, just interesting. No. Uh, 405, Joe from Norman says they have a better record than Baylor. Can you help me with that? Why the discrepancy in the rankings? I think it was, is it Baylor's, um, was it their non-conference? I don't know. I'll bring it up and see exactly what their, um, what their record is, who they lost to, who they've beaten. Uh, I've seen Baylor play a couple of times and. And they look pretty dang good. I mean, they're athletic. They're always athletic, man. You can always yeah. you can always count on Baylor being one of the more athletic teams in the league since Scott Drew's been there, and he's been there a long time. Let's see. They um, non-conference, nothing really great. They beat Auburn, um, beat Oregon State, beat Florida. I think beat Seton Hall. where they started the year compared to where they OU started the year is a bit of a factor here. Not the overwhelming difference, but. I just think that there's a general thought that Baylor's a better basketball team than OU. Yeah. Now, they, they dropped three straight a couple weeks back. They lost at K-State, at Texas, and then lost at home against TCU. But those are all three really tight games. Lost by four on the road to K-State, lost by two at Texas, and lost to TCU 105-102. They haven't been the roller coaster that OU has been right. in conference play. And, buddy, it's been a roller coaster for OU in conference play. And, you know, just played at Kansas in a 64-61 type ball game. So I, I think it's just – it's probably the consistency why they're ranked so much higher. Um, okay, people need to be fired. That solves the problem, fellas, says Matt from Dewey. 
Um, I mean, maybe, but I, I I feel like you're just starting the clock all the way over again. And like, what coach are you going to hire that is all of a sudden going to draw in a ton of NIL resources and – well, let's just let this year play out before we're like, you know, deciding whether to fire someone or, or to do all that. Like they're they're in a good spot right now. Like what five or a six seed is what they're going to be most likely whenever the next bracketology is released. And maybe they don't end there when the NCAA tournament comes around, but they they've got a chance. I I, I think it's definitely better than fifty percent that they get in the NCAA tournament. I think it's a lot higher than that. Just yeah. if they don't make the tournament and it collapses, then yeah, we can have a conversation. But let's see how this thing ends up because I do think that they're going to make the dance this time around. Okay. Well, let me ask you, though, because they bring up I mean, they're in the top 25 to right now in mid-February. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying is what, what do you see in the program that you feel like is not progressing how it needs to and uh, – I'm saying I'm saying where you can point kind of the finger at Porter Moser and say he's not not doing not up to par. Well, here's where my mind immediately goes, but not only do I think this about Porter, I've thought thought this about the program for a long time ever since Ryan Spangler left. Okay. They're just not I think that they're good enough or deep enough in the post down low year in year out. Yeah. A lot of times it's a team that's, you know, and, and Sam Godwin's had some nice games this year. There was a two, three-game stretch where he was playing some really good ball, but I, I would just say that. Like, it just seems like there's so many guard-oriented teams around here, and that's fine to be guard-oriented, but they've got to they've got to get better big men in the program. But I, I've thought that for a long time now. Yeah. Are you? Is that a fancy way of saying we're soft? S a w w w f t soft. Huh. I don't Man. think that Godwin's soft. I think he plays really hard. Yeah. I just think when he's matched up against a Hunter Dickinson, then there's, you know, there's clearly a separation. Yeah, there's he's pretty really good. Big good. In the he's Dickinson's pretty uh, pretty salty. Yeah. But they do have a chance to return all five starters next year. Now, in the portal era, I don't know the likelihood of that actually happening, but there could be a scenario where whatever this team accomplishes, all five starters could be back next year for your first year in the SEC. Yeah, that would be big just to have some carryover. I mean, that's been the most difficult thing for Porter is just trying to get some chemistry together and get the right pieces if – if that could be the case, that would be huge for them, I believe. Uh, and if they make the tournament and maybe get a win or two, then that's something really good to build on, and, and those guys will be willing to come back. If you made an effort at all to watch any more SEC basketball than normal, I will be honest. I, I watch SEC basketball games, but it hasn't been an effort on my part to, huh, where are we about to walk into here? No, I haven't. Um but I haven't had much opportunity to. I tried to watch a game the other day, and it was not very good. It was LSU and someone else. It was on, and I turned it pretty quick. It was not 
keeping my attention. As of this week, uh, the SEC has one top ten team, Tennessee at number eight. South Carolina is just outside at 11. Auburn's there at 13. Bama's there at 15. Kentucky's at 22. So I guess you could say that they have four okay. teams in the top 15. It is, um, it's a top-heavy league for sure. Yeah. And I feel like that's still going to be the case here moving forward with that league. Like Missouri yeah. is 0 at 11. They're bad. Like you, The Big 12 doesn't have very many bad basketball teams. I'd say OSU and West Virginia are kind of in that category, bad basketball teams. But the SEC definitely has its fair share of bad basketball teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I have not, but I still think that it's going to be a boost for the basketball program whenever we go to the SEC. I guess I I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, I'm still a firm believer that baseball, basketball, all the other sports are going to get a nice little boost from it just like football will. But football's not going to get a boost from it if uh, we go under the seven and a half, like some people on the text line are suggesting. I, I can't mentally after a six and seven year. I can't, I can't mentally handle that again. If we go under happen. seven and a half wins, I don't care that it's the SEC. It is a bleeping disaster. Disaster. Yep. Yeah, and it'll feel like a disaster, trust me. I know some people are down and oh, if they go 6 and 6, 7 and 5, I, I you know, I'll, I'll be okay with it year 1. I understand that. That's the greatest lie that you're going to hear this offseason. Is people yeah. tell you like, "Well, if 6 and 6 and 7 and 5 happens, like, I mean, I'll be okay with it. I'll understand BS." <laughs> yeah. Check back in with me in late November if that's actually the case. You won't be happy or you're okay with it. It's like now that Texas is actually a good football team, I feel like our fan base is starting to turn into the Texas fan base. Like predicting uh, horrible seasons and suggesting that they'd be okay with eight wins. Nope. It's crazy. And you know what? There better be upset people if it is six or seven wins next year, eight wins, you know? It's going to be embarrassing, honestly. I don't know that I can handle it. Because I'm sorry, but the SEC is good, but every team is not Georgia and Alabama, like everyone Al- thinks Alabama's it is. not Alabama anymore. Alabama's not even Alabama anymore. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Buck lives here. This is the ref. Attention sooner ever give up. Final hour on a reaction Monday. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm going to ask you the same question I just put out on the ref Twitter and Facebook pages, okay? The question is this with a photo of a red Solo cup attached. Good idea, bad idea, or awesome idea? OU should have the concession option of red Solo cups at every single sporting event on campus. I said option. You don't have to, but it's at least an option for you. Hmm. Good idea, bad idea, or awesome idea? 
Awesome idea. You're not forcing anybody to. But if you at least have the option, oh, I don't want the stadium cup. I just want the, you know, and, and you can dress it dress it up rather than just a plain red solo cup. I think the red solo cup by itself is fine. But if you want to put an OU logo on it, a Toby Keith logo, do something like that. I just, you'd have something that nobody else has in major college football, at least I think. Why, why are you suggesting an option for it? I'm just saying, just not maybe not everyone wants it. So a way to navigate around the complainers is well, just to how, say if you want it, you can have it. No, I disagree with that. Well, you just it said should, awesome idea. I don't. Well, yeah, but it should not be an option. It should just be a solo cup. <laughs> I I said option when I first presented you. I, with the question. I know. I didn't think about it at that time. Now I'm thinking about it, and it should not be an option. Who the hell would opt out of the Red Solo Cup, and for what reason? I don't know, man. Not I. I think it'd be great. It's the same exact thing. Uh, you what, what, is it, what does it typically come in? A clear plastic cup? Nah, I mean, you know what a stadium cup looks like, right? You might have photos of old players on it or something like that okay that's what they do with the beers now all right no the beer oh sorry the beer is just in a standard plastic uh like a clear plastic yeah and it might have like an ou logo on it or something but right yeah that should be a red solo cup so should the other whatever drink you get should be in a red solo cup different sizes obviously and you should not be able to opt out if you try and opt out like, they should have a stack of other cups there, and it's basically just used to filter out bad fans. If someone tries to opt out of the Red Solo Cup, you just kick them out of the stadium. Hmm. There's really not a true option there. It's just how we find bad fans. Christy says that's going to anger the EPA. 20,000 Red Solo Cups in the trash. Well, We're only selling 20,000? Dang. Oh, well, what's the difference between 20,000 red Solo cups in the trash and 20,000 regular plastic cups in the trash? Is the – do Solo cups, is there less biodegradability out of those? I don't know. I'm swimming in the deep end on that conversation, well, to be quite if honest If so, it sounds like, a, uh, sounds like a challenge for the engineering department. Come up with a – Better biodegradable red solo cup. Oaky drink slinger. I bartended OU and they are in talks already. Hey. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Hey-o. Chapstick. I'm a bad fan if I'm not a Toby Keith fan. No. Yeah, Teddy. Huh? Huh? You're a bad fan if you're not a red solo cup fan. If you would opt out of like the, the stadium wide thing. Option of cups is a disaster waiting to happen. It will increase the beer line exponentially. Just one option, Red Solo Cup. Right. Yeah, like all beer served in Red Solo Cup? I absolutely love that idea. Uh, You can do what you want want with the other concession options, like soft drinks, whatever. But all beer served in Red Solo Cups, I, I think that's a money idea. I think that's great. Yeah. You just want to do the stadium cups with the regular, you know, soda, whatever. It. All beer in solo cups. That's SEC ready, if you ask me. Yeah. Trying to get SEC ready, huh? We'll do that. Yep. 
And I guess if you if you need to, if you're worried about like your big soft drink cup, your big plastic cup, I guess you can do that. But I say just church up the plastic cup to where it looks like a red solo cup. Good point in the text line in the song "Red Solo Club, uh, Red Solo Cup." It says 14 years they are decomposable. There you go. That's a line in the song. Brent from Jinx. OU can sell a five dollar solid solo cup with the OU logo. Huge money maker. Uh, question maybe for the text line: Will OU win uh, an SEC championship before the first season of Red Solo Cups degrade? Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Let us know. <laughs> oh my God! Bring your own Red Solo Cups. I mean, they could allow that. I'd like to just use theirs instead, though. B Y. Uh, B-Y-O-R-S. It's my lucky solo cup. Yep. I uh, brought this back when we beat Alabama in that 2024 season. Been carrying around for 15 years since. If we don't hit the over on the 7.5 win total that was originally 6.5, let's remind folks of that. We will not win an SEC championship in the next decade. Boy, I uh, I was just using the over-under win total for show material and we've we've gotten a lot out of it like more than i thought we would to be quite honest but this is like heavily weighing on your mind it makes me mad i yes. i mean it like the six and a half i felt like you took that home over the weekend the six it's and a half inexcusable number. it's inexcusable um but like to a like we've we've earned it okay and it just makes me mad. If you just beat the, the teams that you should easily beat and play better against bad teams, then that's not the case. And we're not picked as – saying we're going to be a seven-win team is like – they're saying we're middle of the road. We're Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M was seven and six last year. Yeah, Kentucky yeah, was yeah. seven and six last year. That's that's who they're saying we are. Well, and and not just that. Like, who had the same win total as OU when it was released? It was Kentucky, and I forget who else it was. Kentucky and someone else. It was it was not flattering the same over under win total the teams that you had. Now the was, schedules are a little bit different, but still, like that's in the group that you were with. It was probably A and M. No, A and M was eight and a half. Okay, point exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now I know that. Everyone's schedule is a little bit different. Ours is more difficult than most. Auburn and Kentucky were also at six and a half. That's who it was. There you go. Auburn and Kentucky, both at six and a half. That's who they think we are. I I should not be the only one that's pissed off about that. Well, the now, thought of I'm that mad, being the thought again, of the under the the thought of the like what gets me like what pisses me off is the thought of the under hitting. And the thought of, oh, you know, it's the first year in the SEC. It's tough. I'll, I'll honestly be okay with that. I'll be fine. I'll understand it if that's what happens. Five and seven, six and six, six, seven and five. I'm hearing way too much of that crap. That's not, that's not okay. You better be pissed if that's what next year looks like. It's, it's the propaganda. The propaganda has worked. The masses think the SEC is full of, there's 16 Alabama and Georgias. Hey, good news, though, for this year and the uh, over hitting. 
You lost to a bunch of basketball schools last year. You don't play a basketball school this year, at least in SEC play. We don't? Maybe OU will fare better not playing basketball schools next season. Are you sure about that? Though Auburn is really trending towards being a basketball school at this point. Well, okay. I guess you're right. No basketball schools at all? Well, how many basketball schools are in the SEC? Kentucky? Who? I mean, who else? Yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, is Ole Miss? No, they're not a basketball school. They're a nothing school. Even though Missouri has not been good at basketball in 20-plus years, they're still a basketball school. Boy, that's pretty embarrassing. They're a basketball school, and they're like 0-11 in SEC play right now. Okay. But historically, well, yes, they, they are a bas- they're a basketball school that's never played in, the, in, in a Final Four. I have a feeling that this upcoming season is going to be one of great difficulty uh, for me. If we lose to Lane Kiffin or Drinkovitz or uh, Hugh Freeze, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Yeah, you're facing a head coach or head coaches now that are really going to troll you hard if they if they beat you next year. Uh, look, can we not get in this negative mindset though on February 12th? I got all do- off season to worry about this. We do play uh, South Carolina and Shane Beamer, who is one hell of a guy. Absolute stand-up gentleman. If you want to hear something nice being said about OU, just ask Shane Beamer. He'll say multiple nice things about OU. Big fan of the program. Yeah, and then he, but in fairness, he's going to walk into the team meeting room and say we're a bunch of chumps, as he should. As he should. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left on a Monday. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. One smile is great. But one smile in a community of smiles is so much better. Smile Train celebrates the cleft lip and palate community by empowering medical professionals in over 70 countries to perform essential cleft care in their local communities. Learn how Smile Train is helping the cleft lip and palate community at smiletrain.org/learn. Smile Train, changing the world one smile at a time. You know, when you get into February and these closed games and you find a way to win a game when you're not at your best, you know, we left a lot of free throws on the floor. We gave them a lot of free throws. Um, But there's a lot of winning plays. Like, how about getting a stop at the end of the half, Waldo getting the rebound, escape dribble, fired up to Trey and hit a three? Yeah. Like, that's a winning Winning play, you know, at the, at the end of a half. We've had two halves in a row that we made key plays at the end of the half, scoring right there. The BYU one as well. Just win, baby. That's what uh, Porter, Porter Moser said after the game. OU wins Bedlam. Over 500 in conference play. 18 wins on the year at Baylor tomorrow night. Uh, text line is full, man. And before we get out of here, I want to hit as many as we can. Northwest Sooner says... 
would ha- would Kalen DeBoer have left Washington for an open OU head coaching position? It's random, but it's interesting. Would Kalen DeBoer have left Washington for OU if it was open? Um, I have to believe the answer to that was would be yes. Maybe, yeah. Well, I think I think it's less about Oklahoma, more about Washington. The thing about DeBoer, and I'm not a hater or anything, but we don't know like what would he do at Washington without Penix. They, right. they didn't sign. He was only there for what two years, right? Yeah. Um, they didn't sign a top two hundred player in the two years that he was at Washington. Right. Not that that's a recruiting hotbed or anything, but you know, you think he'd at least sign one top two hundred player in that time. Right. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Especially that Oklahoma's got a young, uh, really good quarterback with a you know with a high ceiling. Perhaps that's the case. I mean, Alabama is a totally different animal. I, if I would have had the choice between Oklahoma and Alabama, if I was DeBoer, I may pick Oklahoma. I, not that Oklahoma is more suited to win at the time, but the... Feels like a losing proposition having yeah, to follow I, that guy. For what's sure. going what's gonna to be looked at as success is an impossible standard for him at Alabama. And I think the narrative on how good of a coach DeBoer is, and actually is, is probably, even over the past month, changed pretty dramatically. Because if he stays at Washington, regardless of what people think about Washington moving forward, I bet he's on a lot of list of top five, top eight head coaches in college football, you know? Took Washington right. all the way to the national championship. But now, since he's following the man and everyone thinks he's ultimately going to fail... It's almost like knock down a bit what people really think about him as a head coach, if that makes any sort of sense. Well, I'm just curious who he's going to hire as offensive coordinator. I, well, Ryan Grubb just left to go to the Seahawks. Left to go to the Seahawks. And now remember, Nick Saban had a hard time hiring an offensive coordinator the last time around. Yep. I say hard time. like. I don't know exactly how hard it was. I just it never felt like Tommy Reese was his top option, and that's where he ended up. And it took a while, and you know, I I don't know. It's um, we'll learn a lot about him. I don't know what the what the text is maybe trying to make a point. I don't know what it is, um, but. Alabama's a better job than Oklahoma right now. I don't think it's always been the case. I think at different times it probably has been. Right now it is. Can Oklahoma catch up to that? I don't know. Yet to be seen. Camo Sooner says, random off-topic question for you guys. Who is the equivalent to Mike Gundy in the SEC? Mark Stoops. Why Mark Stoops? Took a, a a team that is traditionally not any good, basketball school, and turned them into a 
legitimate football program. Now, Gundy's hit some higher highs whenever you talk about conference championships and stuff like that, but the Big 12 is a different conference. You know, it's... I, I think my, my first response is Mark Stoops. I don't think, has anyone else done anything there that... Kentucky? Is, no. That's close to that, like a place no. that's... Most of those places have always been football schools. Yeah, okay, so that's that's interesting. That's the way that you took that question, and maybe that's the way that Camo Sooner meant it. I, I was thinking about it in terms of how he acts at a press conference and his personality. Oh. And I was think and I was thinking there's a couple of different ways that you could go about that. Just like the trolling factor that goes on and like I'll say what I want, I don't really care. I think there's a lot of Lane Kiffin there. But I think it, there's a combination of like Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin. I was going to throw in some Sam Pittman as well. Sam yeah. Pittman as we know likes an old cold beer. I don't think that Gundy's shy of a cold beer either, just like what he's like off the field. Gundy likes to go to the lake. Sam Pittman likes to go to the lake. I, I yeah. think there's a few different ways you could go with that question. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. He is not like um, – He's well, I, I was about to say he's not like Brian Kelly. There's some Brian Kelly in there a little bit. I would like to think Mike Gundy could dance a little bit better than that. He's a combination of – of uh, a lot of different people. But as far as program-wise, Mark Stoops is the one that comes to mind. Because everywhere else that's had that's really uh, accomplished much, it, they're all football schools and have had some type of, of history there. Adam from Austin says, Bama is about to immediately go back to 2001, Bama. Mark my words, they're going to suck uh. again. I don't know. There's a difference. Like 2001 Alabama was like they had some sanctions going. They they had problems like severe NCAA issues. Right now, their program as far as money, as far as facilities, as far as talent, I mean, it ain't close to where it was in 2001. Like yeah. I don't think they're going to be as good as they've been recently. I agree with that, but I don't think they're going to fall much further than, like, third, fourth back. But the perception of Bama during that time is they were just god-awful terrible, and there were some years where they were bad. But that 0-2 team was a 10-1 team, and I think actually won the SEC West but couldn't play for it because they were on probation. They would would play in the SEC championship that year and pushed you guys to the the brink in Norman. Well, and that roster was full of NFL guys. A bunch of NFL talent on those teams. So, yeah. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap things up next here from Newcastle Casino. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. If you're looking for good times and great rewards. Riverwind is your place to play. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. 5321-6000 or visit online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Could you 
Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Monday, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the rush. And what we got on TV tonight? Some Big 12 basketball, West Virginia at TCU. I might pass on that one. But I will be watching, or at least monitoring, the big week that Kansas has this week. Starting tonight, they've got two road games this week. They're at Tech, 8 o'clock on Big Monday, ESPN. Number six KU at Texas Tech tonight. Tech is a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, KU has not been good on the road this week. No. They go to Lubbock and to Norman. I'm uh, I'm curious to see how it goes. Uh, I think that every team in this conference is human. Uh, I still think, for the most part, except for a couple of exceptions, I think anyone can beat or lose to anyone. And that includes Kansas. So, would we like would we like to check in with our old trusty pal, the ESPN BPI, for the next? Yeah. Four games? All right. OU has a twenty five point two percent chance to win tomorrow at Baylor, which makes me feel good based on recent ESPN BPI and how that's played out. OU has a fifty three point three percent chance to beat KU on Saturday. They have a 73.8% chance to win at Oklahoma State. And then they have a 15.8% chance to win at Iowa State to close out the month. 15? 15.2. It's got to be better than that. Iowa State's pretty good, but yeah. I mean, it's got to be at least 35. It's got to be at least 17%. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the uh, the game at Baylor, though. ESPN2. Okay, here I know. we go. Yeah, I'm not going to have to stream this thing. Well, I guess I stream everything now um, with YouTube TV. but I had to stream the freeze. Super Bowl because I have DirecTV, and I guess because of the snow and the storm, like the signal wasn't good, so it goes into like streaming mode. You can imagine how well that went over whenever it was flipping over. How to many times? Streaming mode. Yeah, how many times did it freeze up on you during the game? It did. It did pretty good, but the problem was like if we tried to rewind it to watch a commercial or to see something, it just—it's the worst. That's the. Hey, we if did it to ourselves. Just, we did it to ourselves. And I honestly, I blame I myself for this. I'm, I'm in that group. But I, I will say that it is really cool that it has, that DirecTV has the streaming backup to give you the good signal. That was a lifesaver. Or else I really would have been in full meltdown mode if I didn't have a signal during the Super Bowl because of snow. Uh, quick question. Yeah. If Kansas City doesn't score on that last play, does it go to us? Do they get to complete their entire drive before the end of that overtime period, or is the game you, over? No, 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 no. It is your bait. You just start another game. Yeah, so they, so they get to finish out that possession. Yeah, it okay. would. You would just go to another That's what quarter. I thought, but I did not know that at the time. It's like oh, I was freaking out. So here's the thing: it, it imagine you're playing that game at Kansas City, and the wind may be a factor. You just switch ends like a normal quarter switch. So there you go. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Newcastle for having us out. You guys killed it on the text line as always.